0: Hello there and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and today I was um, really tempted to buy, uh, my friend sent me this, a $13,000 18-foot monitor lizard statue because uh, how cool would that be to just have that in your living room when your friends come over? Today's chat is with German stop-motion animator Elliot De Zeus, who shares what the stop-motion industry is like in Germany and how we got into it. Elliot studied at the film academy Baden-Württemberg and has an incredible reel of really fascinating and unique stop-motion projects that have included work with some big brands like Audi, Miracle Whip, Universal, and Yamaha, as well as some really cool personal projects too. But first, this episode is sponsored by Hue, makers of colorful plug-and-play cameras for learning, work, and play. Originally designed for teachers, Hue cameras can also be used for creative activities, such as capturing hand-drawn pencil tests and shooting behind-the-scenes footage, time-lapse videos, and of course, stop-motion animation. Their cameras have flexible, posable necks, manual focus controls, and they're compatible with Dragon Frame, OBS, Twitch, Zoom, and many other camera apps. Visit hughd.com to learn more and follow at Hue Cameras on social media for news, fun, and giveaways, and of course, get 10% off any Hue product from huehd.com with the code 10TerryAIP. And I've included all of those details in the description of this chat, so please go check them out. And now, without further ado, let's jump in. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? <laughs>
1: Hi Terry, nice to
0: meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I know it's uh, very late where you are in in Germany and Hamburg right now, but uh, you know, thanks for coming on. I'm excited to chat because you have some super interesting, you know, stop motion and 2D mix stuff that uh, I'm excited to hear about. So why don't you tell me how uh, you know how did you get into stop motion directing and animating in the first place?
1: Um... For the most part of my childhood yeah. I wanted to be a jet fighter pilot super fast, super cool uh, I love planes like this is my my childhood passion it never left me I'm still still uh, flying some but not professionally uh, but by the age of 16 I just realized it's way too much math, um, math. Way too much- Yes, yes, to, to be, uh, well, I didn't want to be a commercial airline pilot. This is way too boring. I wanted like the fast stuff. And um, you have to be, well, in France, you have to definitely go through a lot of physics, a lot of math, um, practically showing that you are disciplined enough to learn all the hardcore stuff in math, physics, biology. Um, it's separated wow. like that in France uh, before you do like. Your final degree out of school, and I realized that, and I was really bad at math. Well, I liked it, but uh, definitely not not enough for for the studies that uh, belong to it. Um, I wasn't super sporty, and I just realized it's a childhood dream, and that on you know, the military stuff uh, was anyway not my thing. So I was kind of. While dreams are shattered, I uh, really thought it's, it's going to be it for years and years. And then, uh, well, I, I'm 15, 16, and uh, I'm in full uh, puberty. Uh, I'm a very uh, unpleasant <laughs> youngster. And um, it's somewhere in holiday, and my bigger sister got a, a camcorder for, for Christmas. She had it already half a year. And um, never really piqued my interest. One day, out of boredom, I I asked uh, if I could lend it for five minutes. And there was somewhere in the garden. I took it and I I said, "Well, I'm going to shoot something." So I I just uh, pointed it at my face and press play or press record and walked through the garden as if aliens were chasing me was like panting like <laughs> behind me and stuff like 10 second tops and then I, I I stopped and and I was about to give it back and I said well I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look I know what I shot but I'm still gonna have a look and watching it I think I didn't understand it back then but I felt it I felt like wow the framing and and my my face and the angle and the camera something happened and, and without me knowing, it was like, sometimes I think your brain has secret plans for you. And it kind of drove me and I, I was picking fruit in the summer with my sisters and the money I made, I, I bought a camera out of it. and I didn't know what to do with it. I just said, well, there's something about it I, I need to have it. And then I had it and I started, started recording me and my friends. Um, Smoking a lot of marijuana, having parties, like documenting this. Fifteen, like any, anybody would. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> and uh, one day, when like YouTube wasn't even a thing, I I saw a video of a guy making a stop motion video about a joint rolling itself, like the weed is coming and the cigarette is coming, and I was like, wow, like this is me, like tinkering and smoking weed. Really well, that's that's awesome. I'm going to do it. And my camcorder didn't have any any mode to take just still images, so I had to like press rec like super fast to have still images, and that's how I made my first stop motion videos. I was, was like, okay, this is something. I, I felt the magic behind it. And after graduating, I said, well, maybe maybe I could study animation, and that's how it started. Like years after, like maybe when I was like 22 or something. I really felt like, okay, now I know why it picked me because it's, it's awesome. And I, I learned about cinematography and, and all the grammar, and it's actually a language in itself. And I, I, I fell in love with in, in a few directors and, and yeah, I, wow. I, I knew it was, it was for me and I you, knew stop motion would be my thing.
0: You took, um, you studied in university, you studied stop motion or filmmaking cinematography?
1: Um, Enjoy, well, yeah. I, st- I, I started my my studies in France. Like when I was eighteen, I knew I needed to to learn how to draw. Uh, I knew it was um, it was something I will I would need anyways, and I wasn't good at it, so I just had to start somewhere. And I found uh, next to my hometown in a smaller town uh, illustration school. Mm. And there are different classes: um, modeling, and painting, and illustration, and uh, live session drawings, and, and whatnot, and a bit, tiny bit of animation. And um, I just picked the classes I, I wanted, and I actually got got expelled after a year because I wasn't doing enough. Um, I I yeah, so I got expelled after like one year, but I, I'd learned quite a lot. I could draw, I could draw quite a bit. It was fine, and then I switched to an animation school in Paris. Um, it was like, yeah, the, the only state diploma you could have in animation, um, and I did that. And that's where I really learned about cinematography and had tons of homework, and I had to work. I got expelled. So, my parents were like, this, time. <laughs> yeah. stick to it. So, I was like, okay, I, I stick to it. And it was nice. Uh, I learned a lot. It was two years. I graduated. I shot a little submotion graduation film in my own apartment. Um, uh, yeah, and it was kind of stupid. I didn't have blinds, so I just uh, shot at night. I just slept in the, during the day. <laughs> And shot at night because I, I needed to have is, like. Is a,
0: this your grad film with the uh, like the taxi and the white the white character?
1: No, 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 that that was later. Uh, and when I finished that, I already like um, had the ambition to study in Germany. There's that kind of super nice film school with a specialized animation institute, and I already had tried twice to get in. And there's like, I don't know, like six to 800 people applying for the animation course every year, and maybe 10 10 are taken. So why would you,
0: so you already went to kind of animation school in Paris. Yeah. Why would you want to go to another school that you didn't feel like you knew enough about animation and needed to learn more still?
1: Yeah, yeah, I... Well the, the animation school in, in Paris it was very generalistic. Hmm. Was like you have to do some CGI and you have to yeah. do some modeling, you have to do some painting, you have to do some cinematography and stuff. So it was very generalistic, it was very good basis. But I wanted to um, I wanted to make films in a team. And as a stop motion guy, you probably know it yourself, it's kind of tough to find peers who are also into stop motion yeah and uh and I, I i knew like that school um they have possibilities and there are like sections for like every department you have um just for camera guys just for directing documentaries directing uh, feature film directing commercials and yeah. producing and so every every department um has its own class and is super nicely represented so so yeah, I really wanted to try that. I, I knew the people I would get to know there would might help me get um, into the industry afterwards. Nice. And that actually exactly what happened. Without that school in Germany, I I, I would be I would have done something else.
0: Um, okay, so you, you got into this school you studied stop motion with peers you got the connections and that's how yeah. you got your got your start i did want to ask you about your thesis film though because like the scope of it is huge the sets look huge uh you know what like how where did you shoot this it's like very professionally done is it was it at the school itself
1: um <clears throat> the school um uh, well the, <laughs> the sad thing is when i went to that school i was still the only stop motion guy but there was another a student who was doing stop motion for a diploma, but she wanted to do her own stuff. So we didn't really collaborate, but I found a producer and a cameraman. And, um, I wrote it myself, but I could like exchange with screenplay students, like what do you think and stuff. And um, generally speaking with the class all the time, that was like weekly, you had to present um, the state of your work in front of the whole class and you would gather feedback and, and move on. And the school um, just said, "Okay, we 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 don't have location for for you to shoot. Like um, nobody did stop motion in years, so we're gonna rent something for you." And that's one of the big benefits of that school. It's on one hand, it's public, so it's more or less free, but um, it's in a super highly industrial um, um, state in Germany where there is very little culture, but a lot of money. So there's Ah. a lot of money getting pumped in by the state. So they have actually um, amazing means to produce.
0: So I should move there is what you're saying. You didn't have to pay anything for public school, even though you weren't German? Heritage? Um, I I am
1: actually half German. Oh, you're half German.
0: German. Okay, okay. But
1: nevertheless, uh, I could have been Chinese. It would have been the same really Hmm.
0: so they so they rented out a giant industrial studio and then because the scope of your film is ridiculous there's multiple sets they're absolutely huge they're very perfect and like how they're geometric it's it's a long video there's animation like it seems like something that a whole team would be produced behind but it was tell me more about how you just did it yourself in a in in an
1: industrial warehouse (laughs) Well, um I had a, my my project, like that's the thing too. Um, for my graduation film in Paris, I had like three months. For that graduation film, I had like one and a half, two years. Okay, okay, so, okay. I like, really promoting you, like take your time, find the find the people. So my like the core of my team was my cameraman, Adrian, Adrian Langenbach, which is still a very good friend of mine. You had to find that cameraman who is happy to shoot for six months with you, yeah. waiting hours between the shots to relight and, and prep the next scene. So uh, we were living together in a in a flat. It was a nice time. It was a very very long time tedious time. Um, I had no animators, so I animated the whole thing, and I had um, I had multiple um, set builders who. Um, build those amazing okay
0: okay wow
1: and the school gave you already like quite a budget like for like like of external costs like costs that are not like the rental of a camera which is already in the school or the rental of that huge studio that the school is going to cover but like yeah buying materials to buy the stuff get some super nice uh, John Wright model-making ball-and-sockets. Uh, this is amazing.
0: Pop- yeah, what the heck? I'm thinking of, like, I went to Sheridan in, in Oakville in Canada, and this there is a stop-motion department in a studio, but, like, you have to do everything yourself. There's no help from anybody else. There's no camera people. There's no people building your sets. You have to do everything yourself. And you have just... You only do it in your, one, your last year, and you only start animation... Uh, I think in like January is the earliest you can start, and you should be done by like March. So you only have a couple months to do the whole thing. Yeah. So this what you're describing to me sounds like a dream. Like, I want to go there right now and be like, all right, I'm coming back to school so that I can spend the public's money and have a team.
1: <laughs> wow. It's, it's also kind of an overkill. Like I, I knew this is a one of a kind opportunity yeah. to like direct my own thing and write it myself and take all this time without somebody blowing hot and my neck and telling me oh well, uh, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. like people just let me do it and um it, it was not easy but in the end it was it was way too much like this is just my opinion that i spend like years developing shooting post-production this this movie this this short film and when you step in the industry it's it's, it's a step down at first it's like of course all the things you had, first they're gone so it's like um, that was kind of a yeah a step down i would say
0: so From- wait wait okay so you know producing a dream film like that kind of on somebody else's dime with so much time and people involved is is a lot of people's dream yeah. what impact did this film have for your career like once you finished it you know did did this film impress people and that's how you got your your animation directing and animating work like what was the impact of this of this film other than you know pretty achieving this uh story that you wanted to create um
1: nothing nothing nothing, nothing. nothing. what do you mean nothing um, nothing like uh, nothing like Almost no festival wanted to have it. It's a it's a super dark film. I have to admit. It's also, yeah. It's it's a graduation film too. Like I would, I'm often thinking about how I would do it again and do it better and do it differently. I don't know. I, the people I met on the few festival I went when it, where the film was was presented, the ones who were moved by it were moved in a very sad. Oh wow! I I loved it, but I felt so alone in the end. And and I understand it's not a it's not a happy happy film. It's like mostly black and white. Yeah. Um, It's probably at some point confusing. Um, Yeah, I I kind of understand why it didn't have any real success. The only thing that was super nice is is, um, I got to go. Through the Beijing Film Academy. Um, yeah, like actually the the film school in Beijing um, for like this student festival. And that was a blast, like spending one nice. week in China was super awesome. Um, but it never won anything. Um,
0: but like surely you, you used it for your portfolio and, and stuff when you were looking for work, no?
1: Less and less. How, how I got my... How I got my very first job. Yeah. Um, let me remember her name. Um, she's a camera woman and also a line producer for Tim Burton's film. Um, Angela Poschet. She's she's a bit older now, but she's she's quite known in the stop motion industry. Um, worked a lot with um, with Tim Burton, and she was uh, she happened to to uh, watch over our shoulders a few times a year while I was doing my film um, back then. Yeah. She's a, she's a very uh, uh, very good at her job, um, but a very tough woman. And when, <laughs> when I was done, I sent her my, my graduation film. I said, well, I'm done and uh, I'm looking for a job. So if you know anybody in Germany giving a job, I'd gladly take it. And she replied, <laughs> <laughs> Nice music. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> of course, you have to say about it. Um, but nevertheless, um, she um, she um, gave my my contact to some some uh, production companies in Hamburg who were looking for a stop motion cameraman for a children's series. like hmm. very often, I said, oh, sure, I'll do it." I have no idea, but I, I, I watch watched my cameraman. Doing it, and I did a little bit myself, but I'm definitely not a cameraman. But that's how I, I, I like got in.
0: So you showed up on your first day, and you didn't know what you were doing.
1: Mostly, yeah. yeah but
0: mostly. Did, <laughs> so, uh, so you quickly studied and faked your way till you till you felt confident, and people didn't notice, I guess.
1: Yes. Yes. I. I well, so that's many- good. I made some major mistakes on the way but there was those who well, still are very nice people they called uh, yeah. uh, trick 17 it's a reference to to houdini's uh, 17th trick and they were like uh, yeah they're doing stop motion you know, some hmm. 2d animation and um and i guess they trusted me they trusted uh that, that woman uh, angela Pochette, to um, like vouch for me, like,
0: so yeah. tell me tell me how you've moved up to direct stop motion and things like that from starting you know working the camera like how do you make that transition where you're finally working at a studio at, but you're not working the right job that you want how did you make that step up to then go on to directing
1: um i my like i'm i'm, I'm freelance right now i've always been freelance um and i would say now I'm I'm doing two kinds of jobs mainly. Uh, one is, and it's actually the the bigger part is I'm I'm head of animation. Like there's a, it's our many commercials like head of animation and commercial director. Um, for the head of animation, it's more like there's already a director. It's a commercial shoot with a little bit of animation. Um, or in-camera effects, or puppetry, or whatnot. Um, and that's mostly actually what uh, what I'm earning my money with. Hmm. And the step to directing, it took a few. Um, it really started like two years ago, like shortly before COVID kicked in, I got my, my first real um, commercial directing job. Um, those little potatoes hopping yeah. for a mayonnaise uh, brand. That was like the first one. It was a very small budget, um, but yeah. How did, you, how
0: did you manage that that somebody asked you to animation direct, though, when you'd only been head of animation before?
1: Yes, that's the thing. Uh, that, and that's what's um, sending us back again to that school I went. Um, there's a production company in Hamburg and they're making a lot of CGI for cars. And they have a lot of freelancer comping all day. And one of the head of the production just got that board um, and we're looking for a stop motion director. And she just shouts in the room, does somebody know anybody directing stop motion in Hamburg? And that guy, I barely knew, yeah. said, well, I know Elliot. like He started with me years ago. Um, I could give you his contact. And that's how it happened.
0: Wow. So he did, he didn't even know if you were doing anything anymore. Like he wasn't following your work. He just remembered. No, he, he, he remembered he, he, all the. They had to rent a warehouse for this one kid who was in school. He just remembered that.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow, well, okay, that's, knew, that's... I directed. I directed my my own graduation film, and that's that's all he knew. Wow, he didn't know I was uh, a lousy cameraman on a on stop motion <laughs> series for children and stuff like that. That's this. quite incredible that you know
0: uh, connections that's that you don't even think of last so long years even
1: yes yes
0: so so okay so most of your work is animation directing how or sorry animation head of animation with some new animation directing which i think is great how stable is it in germany like in hamburg where you are right now like how stable of a career is staying within stop motion exclusively as a freelancer
1: it's it's incredibly small like i I don't know a single, well, there might be one or two, but a single stop-motion animator who is making a living doing stop-motion only in Germany. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so small. Uh,
0: so then you do something else on the side, too, or are you the only person that does this full-time?
1: Um, well, I was speaking of, of animators um, yeah. and, and directors. Directors who do stop-motion, I know a few. I know a few um but they are like shooting maybe once or twice a year or shooting maybe five times a year but very small projects and usually have something on the side so like i'm i'm teaching a lot on Hmm. the side
0: like through a school through a school or on your own
1: um no no yeah like i'm i'm sometimes um taking care of uh, um, the students are doing diploma in stop motion at my former school Ah. um, or teaching kids in uh, dodgy neighborhoods (laughs) like smaller (laughs) kids or teaching stop motion to very young super posh kids like very different (coughs) clientele yeah Uh, and because I kind of like it um, and it's also a bit of a long shot like when I'm 40 50 I don't know if I want to be on set uh doing like crazy hours and being super stressed or maybe like sliding slowly preparing the nest to be a professor one day that would certainly be, like, i, I kind of like it too.
0: so then okay so like thinking about your career in germany with stop motion and your teaching your your directing and your animating um like what is what is the ultimate goal for you like do you want to stay do you want to become like a director over time like if you're thinking Long term, like you said, you don't want to be working so many hours, uh, like grueling hours animating anymore. Like what is the what is the projection of what you're going towards?
1: Um, well, I, I do have, um, I would say I work. I, I have like four months of paid work per year. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time I have free time. Yes, that's it, kind of awesome. I know, uh, but it can also be grueling because sometimes you're like, "Wow, I just did a big gig, and my bank account is full, and it's just like slowly yeah. but surely decreasing. And then another job comes, and it's full again. And then I still have I still have huge gaps of time where practically nothing happens. Um, I learned to deal with that kind of stress because in the beginning. When my bank account was wasn't that full, I was like fuck fuck fuck. If in a month nothing happens, I'm fucked. I will have to flip burgers at McDonald's or whatever. But thankfully, it never happened. So my goal is actually using that spare time um, to try new stuff. Hmm. And um, yeah, like for example, right now I just um, I yeah my goal is to try new pictures, like lately I mixed um, some live action with a performer wearing a mask out of cardboard and uh, let him perform outside. And then afterwards, hiring a 2D animator who is then drawing a face on it. Um, I kind of gave it away with such, such, such simple thing to do and I've never saw it anywhere. So I just did it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why didn't you animate it? Um, because I'm not good enough to 2 the animation. So, okay. So,
0: but, but, uh, what are you creating this for? You said just to try some new things and experiment. Yeah. So if it's an experiment, why does it, why does it matter what the animation looks like if it's an experiment?
1: Um, it's, it's, it's for us, it's a speculative, um, how you say it's?
0: speculative so like when yeah. you're directing again and you can show like we can do this for instance
1: exactly i'm represented by food production companies and an agency and actually the goal is to go actually direct to clients and say look at this yeah we could put your clothes on put your brand on have you ever seen pictures like that no it will stand out just do it with us we yeah. already have the team. So it's it's actually super dangerous because any creator would say, Oh, that's a very good idea. Thank you. We're gonna of do course. It ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of um what I'm trying. Like and, and it always paid off, like doing little animations, posting on Instagram, and people calling me and saying, Hey, I saw your little bus in the box on the hill. That's awesome. We have some shoes. Would you maybe a commercial about it, I'm like yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, of course, please, pay me. <laughs> because commercials is always about convincing people who have no imagination.
0: Yeah, like, they just have money.
1: Have show them proof of concept. That's how it would look like. That's a keyframe. We did an animatics so you can feel how it's gonna go and stuff. You have we like to to chew it for them so it's. It's as, as visual as possible, so they can like feel what you're going, where you're going, and and, and for them to say yes.
0: <laughs> so, are you reaching out to these clients on your own, or do you go? I know you're repped by two different uh, agencies. Like, is is that more or less like a client comes to the agency and says we have a project, and then you pitch something to them?
1: Um, that's one way we're going to go. Um, I will definitely use. Um, my contact uh, through the agencies, um, but also going direct to clients.
0: Gotcha. Also, you know, you're only working four months a year, you said. Why not use some of that time to learn 2D or CG or something else and then uh, broaden out the kind of animation work that you want to do?
1: (laughs) Because I'm lazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, listen, I'll just hire some people to do this for me. I'm not interested. So, okay. so at the end of the day, you don't even want to be animating.
1: Do you? Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I mostly don't animate um, anymore. Mm. When, when I say I'm head of animation, means I gather my team, um, I explain to the production company how much it's going to cost, what yeah. testing we need, what people need to talk in what order to. Like It's more like managing the animation part of a project, but yeah. then, sadly, not anymore so hands on. And definitely, like, I know people who are animating professionally for 15 years. Why would I come who animated maybe two years in my life, say, oh, I'm going to Because
0: do it. <laughs> you enjoy it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's so stressful. Yeah, I kind of like it. It kind of stresses me. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I also really like the fact that um, I have an idea uh, how to, like, direct a shot. I talk to my animator, and he's like, uh-huh. And he's gonna do something different, anyways. And it feels like Christmas. It's like awesome. That's what is awesome. I could never have done it myself. And that that liberty you took doing this and that, I wouldn't have uh, because I would be stressed or whatever. Because I am not you, and I always like am happy to take people on my team who are burning for what they're doing already. I yeah. Animating, I like it. I understand it. I did it once or twice, but uh, I really much prefer to put it in hands of people who like yeah. it a lot.
0: That's great. I, it, you're making me think about like, do I like this? And because I really like animating myself, and when I see somebody else animate, I'm always like, I kind of digesting what they did. If you know. Envious of the liberties they took that turned out amazing, or like, mm-hmm. how would I have done this differently? Like, I think I have a different loop in my head. But okay, so why, if you're if you're uh, enjoying managing people and executing a vision, why do you stick mostly within uh, stop motion? Then why not branch out to CG or just 2D or something else?
1: Like, um, I wouldn't. Well, CGI still doesn't doesn't appeal to me a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I tried, I, I really tried like getting into Blender like 3D printing and stuff, it's super nice for stop motion. Um, so you have to like learn a bit of modeling and stuff. But animating in CGI, I, it's, it's just too yeah. far away from my mind. I really don't have a, a taste for that. But I think CGI could be a tool in the background to help make a better track for gotcha. some shot or,
0: so. Then, or some, so why stick to animation and not just get into management for something else completely, like a different industry?
1: Um, well, because it's still magic. Um, yeah. I, I I really like um, thinking a whole film project through, and like that's that's the cool thing about animation is you like you can be responsible of everything in the screen color of yeah. the sky and how, how tall is the grass and how is the figure going to look like and those liberties are awesome and, and the first steps of thinking about a project and what you could shoot and stuff um, I really like it um, I, I couldn't manage services um, like how do you say, something I couldn't grasp in the end even though you can't grasp the movie in the end but the whole process before is so good and so nice. And one of the cool thing also about the whole tinkering thing. I think I'm a tinkerer, that's that's mainly mainly the thing. I like to try, I like to gather um, yeah. experience about materials, what's gonna work, what's not gonna work. And um, because because like the frustration of not being a pilot because I'm not good at math, because I'm not good at applying super strict rules, tinkering is perfect for me. Like CGI, if you know to press the right keys in the right order, you will get the right result. The computer is always right. If you fail, it's just your fault. You don't have the knowledge. Over. It's like, it's way too much science. But in animation, it's like, ah, you know what? I have here a bit of white tech. I'm gonna do it like that. It's gonna hold just the amount we need for the shot. and will fall apart afterwards, but it worked and that i like a lot Um, it's a lot of improvisation it's a lot of i'm sure it's gonna hold uh it's a lot of problem solving on a very yeah tinkery way like how could i i feel like that when
0: i'm animating like i'm there's like it's like a ticking bomb and i'm trying to like cut the right wires in the right order and if i don't it's all gonna explode and things fall over and i have to start again so
1: Exactly. i don't know it's like this
0: it's like this weird stress that i enjoy when i'm animating <laughs> yes,
1: like and then a, you watch uh, it
0: back and you're like this is literally just magic how this came together yeah. like it's it's only this one time it will never yeah. be the same again and we exactly. got the shot
1: <laughs> yes yes like this, this car crash in slow motion like you just have to like steer. yeah 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 <laughs> it's, exactly. it's, it's nerve-wracking but um in the end it's some kind of always oh, work Nice. So,
0: I kind of tossed, so, tossed it so okay up. so so kind of your your career setup right now is you know you have about four months of work and that's teaching directing uh a little bit of head of animation directing and then in your downtime you're too lazy to learn <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> <okay>. but you're <laughs> I, trying I, you're I, trying new techniques so that you can you know come to clients with new and interesting things that makes a lot of sense uh you know what's what's kind of next for you uh in
1: this cycle um I don't know, I don't know. What I definitely know is what I don't want. Like, I'm not interested in developing content or making my own short films. Mm. I, I don't have much to tell. Um, I'm, what What I really like is um, is it, what commercial shooting brings you. It's like, you have a super narrow, frame. It's like, it has to be those colors and has to be not longer than this. And it's approximately the story you have to fit in. Do the best out of it. And that's exactly the task that whips it out of me like, yes, yeah. I'm gonna show you I'm gonna find an idea. And it's gonna be exactly what you want. Um, more or less.
0: Um, it's a fun challenge. It makes sense. Nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. And well, I, I would like that um, directing gets a bit more. Um, f- things are probably going to come, not yet, but I'm finishing the little projects I, I've been doing uh, during my free time and actually go with the flow. Um, I don't really have a a big goal in front of me. I'm just happy if I can live out of it. Um, I must say, I'm not, and maybe, maybe that's a contrast with, most of the people who invited me in to the podcast, I'm not a high achiever. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like burning for it and working every day, 12 hours a day and, and, and reaching for success and an Oscar and, and stuff like that. I was dreaming about it when I was a student, but um, yeah. it was just not me. I'm, I'm just happy if I get along. I'm just happy well, if, um, if I get enough money to live and and do nicer and nicer project with bigger and bigger budgets with nicer and nicer people. Um, that's that's the goal, actually. Yeah. Most of my colleagues are friends. I'm um, just I think a blast when we have a shoot because we're all going to be working together, solving problems together. It's like yeah. um, stressful holidays, but amazing.
0: Well, um, let me tell you, people grind for years to become head animator, director, etc. And it sounds like you got there uh, without you know pushing yourself like crazy like you just said what is i guess what is the overall philosophy that you um uh kind of live by in your career that's that you would say has gotten to to this point
1: uh fake it till you make it
0: fake um, it till you make
1: it yeah i have to say i have to say yeah it's 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 super super basic but it's actually what got me where i am uh, not super far, but surprisingly far enough for the amount of effort that I put in. Nice. Um, I mean, that when, makes sense.
0: Everybody says it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's a mix. It's a dangerous mix of confidence and ignorance and but yeah. confidence that you will somehow find a solution. And um, like what really, really was a milestone in my career, um, this is a spot for some supermarket in Germany, like, I don't know, Walmart, stuff like this. And it was a live action commercial with a very good um, friend director I have, Lars Timmerman, and he wanted uh, the fruit, a pear, to strip in stop motion. And they were like, "Uh, Elliot, can you do that? And I was like, yeah, but give me four days. Of testing, try an app, and um, and what you can imagine, like how the fuck do I, how the heck do I do I make a pair strip on set in stop motion? So we tried and tried, and the producer was sending me like, "Hey, that CGI company just made a test shot, and it looked amazing, <laughs> like a fl- flying pair pear skin, and stuff, like." Ex- I wasn't even done yet and was already finished. We're like, shit, they're gonna they're gonna take us the job. But it was so expensive that they d- didn't get it. So we tried and tried. We had model makers who like cast pears in resin, tried some some latex or silicon skin on it, and I tried with my animator Rosanna Jansen to like peel it elegantly down the pear's body. And it didn't work and it didn't work. And then the food stylist say, Hey, I do you know I could maybe like take a real one? And if you put it like five minutes in boiling water, you can peel the skin way easier. And I was like, Ah, that's an idea. So I told the model maker that just just cast the, the naked fruit, like a hard solid block of resin of an, of a um, a pear without the peel. And Find a, a real pear that has approximately the same shape. Boil it for five minutes. I tried tens of varieties of, of fruits to find the right one. And actually, true. When when you boil the pear, you will get it's get it's get, get mushy a few millimeter millimeters under the peel, and then you you you, you cut it open from behind and you slowly scrape. The whole fruit and just leave the empty skin. And then we put some Vaseline on the naked uh, resin pair and just like like um like leather face and just put the peer on and that was it. And then the animator just had to like make it slide down this pair. Wow. And and it worked. It worked and it, it didn't go brown fallen. or like or anything? Oh yeah, yeah, and then you have to find a technique, like you have to put it in water with salt and lemon juice so it doesn't get brown too, too fast and stuff and light it with LEDs. Oh my or, goodness. Or so it doesn't get too hot. And of course the pairs we had in Hamburg were perfect, but then we shot in Romania and the food stylist had Romanian pears. The Romanian pears were way different. <laughs> and he was he was hating me on set because I was making him Boil, pears, tons of pairs. They were like, ah, this is not the right one. Another one, another one, another one. You were like, stop it now. You have to get happy with what i give you. And just the last one. And the last one was the good one. Wow. And it somehow worked. So yeah, a mix of happy accidents, trying error, and a little dose of confidence.
0: And a lot of anxiety, it sounds like.
1: <laughs> a lot of anxiety, yeah. You have to be super stress resistant.
0: Oh my goodness! Maybe, maybe as the last question, you know, somebody in Germany, I'm sure, is listening to this podcast and wants to get into stop motion and directing and commercials, just like you have. What would you say for them to focus on right now as uh, they're trying to make trying to make a career out of this?
1: Hmm. Focus on the people you know hmm. that can be a help for you to achieve your goals. Like and an, I know quite a few younger people than me who just yeah gather like-minded people yeah who have the grit and uh, who just want to do it, want to fail, want to try, want to succeed together. And it's about it's about building communities. Like the people I know now in Hamburg, um, they are worth gold. Like they are like 10, 15 years older than me. They know so much more than I do. I'm like sitting on the the, the shoulder of the giant yeah. and, 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 and have a look at what they did and and learning from them. And yeah, get get yourself mentors, get yourself some friends. Um, and and it's it sounds a bit innocent, like yeah, friends, friends. But that's one of the biggest lessons, maybe, in my career is if it works. Um, personally with somebody that's already half the work because when you're going to get on set and do stuff then you're going to see the real people um, getting out when you're tired, when you're stressed it has to be friends you have to be able to tell your friends uh, I'm going to give you a cutback I'm so sorry but we have to I know you're tired, I know it's hard but please and if the guy's like having a mental breakdown because he hasn't slept then that would be fair too. But because you're friends, he will some kind of get the extra mile, like this kind of soft power you can have with friends. Like you don't need to yell or to be angry or to, to be a dictator on set to, to get good results. Actually, it's the contrary. So, yeah, for, for all people beginning, find your find your mates and, yeah. um, and stick to it. And that's also the thing stick to it. Like, a poor friend could, who's
0: yeah. having a mental breakdown and you're like we're friends you can push for forward
1: <laughs> like, oh no Come on, we're friends <laughs> <laughs> no of course i yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: no but that that's super important especially in stop motion world connections are everything you know yes, yes, uh, yes. there's so the projects are so rare at least it sounds like it in germany and here in toronto as well that uh you know when something comes around we all know about it and we Bound together and uh yeah exactly you only want to work with people you like as well you don't you don't recommend the jobs to people you don't like so
1: exactly exactly yeah. um I, I i tried to to like contact people i didn't know yeah for jobs showing me my reel and stuff it never worked never ever it's just like i heard somebody said right because if, if you know somebody who said can roll if you are shitty then at least that's a guarantee already. Yeah. Um, but if even if a guy seems to be super good, if nobody knows him, well, nobody knows him, and it will that's take better. maybe a lesser talented person for that because somebody knows him. So that's that makes, yeah,
0: that makes so much sense, 100%. Well, Elliot, is uh, you know, as we're wrapping up, do you have any final words or things you wanted to share that you haven't said yet?
1: Well, Terry, I'm I'm uh, really happy you had me. Oh, uh, of course. I, I really like what you're doing. And now, now I, you know what? Now I would have hoped that you would do the Terry shells, but you did not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I do this. Everybody in my life knows this.
1: It's <laughs> adorable. I love it. I love it that was well, so nice talking to you. Uh, thanks for having me
0: yeah of course Elliot thanks so much for coming on it's been a pleasure you know I I love making connections I love your work I think it's super interesting and uh it's been a pleasure chatting so yeah and um if you're listening and you want to follow or get in touch with Elliot the best way to do that is to check out his website or go to his Instagram um and I'm gonna mispronounce your last name but they're both Elliot dish Dish dishes good enough I'll, I'll practice later <laughs> and I'll include both those links in the description of the chat. And that's all for now. So thank you so much for listening. Okay. Bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.